Hello, everyone. It's a breaking news edition of not just uh, the Red Leg Nation radio podcast. I'm Chad Dotson, but also the Red Reporter the Red podcast. Red Reporter podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's... Hey, I'm uh, BK. I'm here uh, talking talking with Chad about the uh, news of the day. So let's get into it. Absolutely. Really uh, got to talk to you again, uh, BK. Yeah. Uh, and it's been a crazy day for the Reds, yeah. has, has it not? A lot going on. A lot going on. Yeah, so I thought it'd be a good time to get on and just sort of talk about it. I guess the first order of business is the Reds earlier today claimed uh, Scooter Jeanette off waivers from the Brewers. Right. Uh, and uh, I think Christian Walker, who they'd picked up on waivers uh, previously, was uh, claimed by the Diamondbacks to make room for him. Does that seem like as, an, as odd of a move to you as it does me? Yeah, I mean, I think especially, you know, with how the bench was looking, you know, coming into just today – you know, it, it didn't seem like that was really even up for debate. You know, it looked like, you know, I think uh, we knew that Alcantara was going to make the roster. Um, and, and it looked like Desmond Jennings was a lock to right. make the roster at this point. So, you know, I yeah, I, I was pretty uh, put off by it too. But but then again, you know, I, I think when you have a chance, when you look at it as the Reds having a chance to, in essence, get rid of Christian Walker and bring Scooter Jeanette into the fold. I, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense just like in that context. But yeah, for, for this Reds roster, it, it kind of threw everything into disarray for a little bit there, didn't it? It, it really did. And I think you're right. If you're looking at it, it's a straight swap Christian Walker for Scooter Jeanette. I think it's a, uh, yeah, the Reds win that deal. Yeah. If if Jeanette can play second, third, left field like uh, is reported, I don't think he's played that in a while. But if he can, I mean, he can be a useful part. He's a decent uh, player. He's not a, not a bad mm-hmm. guy to have on your bench. Um, I mean, he's not he's no uh, world beater, but uh, he, he's okay. What what interests me though is that this transaction really set off the flurry of transactions later, where uh, when they acquired him, it sort of made I guess in the Reds' mind made Desmond Jennings expendable perhaps they designated yeah. him for, or, for assignment i guess or they uh he's he's has an opt-out or clause moved, yeah. yeah moved him to minor league camp right. but yeah i think yeah i think we agree that he's probably going to take that minor league he's going to opt out yeah. and probably become a free agent and i'm sure he'd be able to hop on somewhere else here well, within the next couple of days but yeah we'll like, see. You, like you said i thought he was a lock to make the just yeah. because he's a really good defender, he's uh, been a big leaguer. He's still relatively young, and uh, defensively, he can back up in the outfield, especially in center field, because the Reds don't really have a natural backup to Billy Hamilton if and when he gets hurt. And right. so, what happens is now you you don't have Jennings, and Patrick Kivalahan makes the roster instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really sort of a strange construction. I mean, I I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea. I just I'm scratching my head just a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that they kind of had a lot to consider, especially when they made the decision that they're going to go with the four-man bench and that Stuart Turner was going to be one of those four guys, probably. So you really you need you have three guys that have to cover for the other eight positions, and so you kind of just kind of cross them off the list. Well, you know, Alcantara can play short. He played some center field uh, throughout spring training. Looked apparently looked pretty good out there. Good enough. Um, I think that you know they liked Kivlahan at the corner infield spots a little bit more than they they maybe thought that they would, but you know just yesterday we were kind of talking about Ernan Iribarren m- making the team just because he can play everywhere and it it seems like you know with with a guy like uh, Jeanette who can play some infield uh, has done some outfield too, 
albeit not at the big league level, but it, apparently he can play there. You know, it it just kind of I I don't know if it moved everything into place, but yeah, I yeah I'm still kind of shaking my head at you know letting a guy like Desmond Jennings go, who still pr- could potentially have some good big league years left in this his tank. I would think so, and and you start to look at this uh, bench and who are your backup outfielders? Uh, you know, they're all infielders. Uh, Alcantara, uh, you know, Jose right. Peraza can can play center field if they need to. Shebler is probably going to be starting in right, but he's probably a back one of the backups in center field. Yeah, um, you know, uh, and I guess Jeanette, they say he can play left field. I don't know, so it's really Desmond Jennings <laughs> seemed to make so much sense, uh, right, from the Reds' perspective. Just, just yeah, given their roster construction right now, yeah, it seemed like he was he was a no brainer, even when they brought in. You know, more veterany guy. When they had Ryan Rayburn there, it was like, well, you know, even even if one of those two guys makes the team, albeit, you know, both of them probably could have. I thought, you know, when they signed Rayburn, that both of those guys probably had a shot at being the fourth and fifth outfielders. And now you look, you look at what they ended up doing, and they, I mean, they don't have a fourth outfielder. It seems like they they just kind of have infielders that can fill in in those spots and they are going to go into opening day happy with those uh, those positions. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Oh, it will be, especially if there are any injury issues. Uh, and maybe, yeah. they, maybe think Philip Irvin can come up if they need him to. I mean, there are, there are other names, but. Yeah, I think, I think for me, one of the biggest takeaways with this um, is that, you know, I, the fact that they didn't feel the need to keep a guy like Jennings, I think says a lot about, you know, Philip Irvin, Jesse Winker, especially where, you know, I think that if they have an injury in the outfield, if, you know, Duvall or, uh, you know, Shevler isn't producing like, uh, we, we think that he should be and, uh, isn't kind of living up to his billing as the starter this year. You know, maybe we see Jesse Winker sooner rather than later. And maybe he becomes that, you know, start everyday starter at right field. And Shebler becomes your fourth outfielder who can play a little kind of in that same Jennings role. So, you know, I think that it does show some confidence in these younger guys. And I think when you look at the rest of the moves today, I think that's kind of the theme of a lot of it is you know, showing confidence in younger guys that maybe maybe you wouldn't have expected in you know previous Reds teams. Yeah, I think that's a good point. We're certainly going to see that in just a moment when we get into talking about the uh, pitching staff because right. there are really some surprising moves there. Uh, briefly, Rob Brantley assigned to the minor leagues, which uh, reassigned mm-hmm. to the minor leagues, which means uh, Stuart Turner. You mentioned him, Stuart Turner, the Rule Five yeah. pick from the Twins is going, to, and I don't think that's really a surprise, but. Um, probably the right call until Devin Mesoraco is ready. It'll be interesting to see if, what the Reds do if they try to work out a deal with the Twins once Mesoraco is ready so they can hang on to Turner. It seems like he's pretty good. I don't know if I'd call him organizational yeah. filler, uh, but, I mean, he's a guy that you could bring up and is a, probably a legitimate Major League backup catcher. Right. I think, yeah, right now it seems that way. I mean, yeah, he, he really impressed with his numbers in spring. I think he... Yeah, when you uh, read all of the accounts of people who have been watching the team day to day, you know more more than we can, you know, being uh, you know farther away. Right. But um, you know, I, Turner seems to be one of the guys that's always mentioned there as you know. Hey, I didn't know that he was going to hit this well. So um, you know, it and major major props to him for really earning his spot on the team. You know, it could have 
just, it could have been real easy for the Reds to just say, oh, well, we, no, thanks, but no thanks, Minnesota. We'll take Rob Brantley, who's a known commodity in, in Major League Baseball, but they're, they're sticking with Turner. They're going to give him a, a shot as the backup and, uh, you know, and at least until, until Devin gets back. So I, yeah, I, I think that they'll have some decisions to make at that point. We'll see kind of how that, hopefully, that'll kind of play itself out. Yeah, but, yeah, and I, I think you're right. The thing about Turner that you see in what some people wanted the the young pitchers to do last year is you get a chance, grab that brass ring, and and, and take you t- take advantage of your opportunities. And and Turner did yeah. that, and and now he's going to be on the uh, major league roster. What I like, one thing I like about Turner, just it's a complete aside. It's really uh, irrelevant. But uh, in college, he won the uh, Johnny Bench Award uh, for the catchers oh, uh, in college baseball. So you know he's a natural born Cincinnati Red. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, I do want to uh, sort of have a toast for Hernan Iribaran, who got reassigned to the minor leagues yeah. today. Uh, we we sort of knew that was happening, but I don't, I've got a soft spot for that guy. I was kind of holding out hope he'd somehow figure out a way to get yeah. on the roster. Yeah, he, he was always one of the guys that, you know, every, every minor leaguer that they're interviewing is talking about how much of an influence he was, you know, in Louisville the last couple of years. And, you know, yeah, it, it was really cool to watch him get a shot last year. And it looked like, you know he he was kind of doing all the right things as far as being that veterany guy, but yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer that we're not going to see him, huh? It really is. He's a sort of, sort of a good guy to uh, really uh, impressive young, not a young man anymore, but uh, just <laughs> yeah, may, maybe uh, later on this year we'll see him back up so. in Cincinnati, hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. He's a, he's a good guy to have around, decent bench guy. Yeah. Uh, the next news that came out later in the day. Uh, was uh, very shortly thereafter, uh, after the Jeanette news, really surprised. Well, I a, it did surprise me. I won't say it really surprised me. Uh, I, I thought there was a chance. We talked about a guy that grabbed his opportunity. Uh, it, the news news re- leaked out that Rookie Davis had made yeah. the uh, the Cincinnati Reds opening day roster. Uh, thoughts? Yeah, uh, that's. I, I'm pretty surprised by that. You know, I thought that, you know, with the talent that the Reds had in camp, there was going to be one or two guys that kind of lost the numbers game. And it, you know, from the, the guys that were talking about, it looked like rookie Davis might be that guy, you know, they still had Sal Romano in camp. You still had guys like Stevenson and Reed talking about rotation spots and Amir Garrett. So, you know, it looked like of the options that, you know, it seemed pretty easy that they could just throw Ricky Davis down to triple a, yeah. Let him marinate for a little bit, but you know, hey, they're they're giving him a shot. So I think uh we'll Yeah. I don't know. What do you what do you think? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> Romano and Adam were optioned to the minor leagues and when that happened, you start, oh, well, maybe Davis is in the mix and then um the news comes out that he's he's actually he's in the rotation and yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all, I, look, rookie Davis uh, in the last probably 18 months has done as much as anyone to really increase his stock. He's, he's done nothing but perform. And mm-hmm. uh, for those of you that don't know, Ricky Davis was uh, came over in the uh, trade for uh, Araldus Chapman when the Reds mm-hmm. dealt him away. And, and so it's going to be interesting to see if uh, we got a little bit of a return there. He, he's a hard thrower. He has a great attitude. He's, uh, you know, I've got no problems with, uh, with this. Uh, and, and I'm really excited to watch him on the big league level. I think he's earned uh, his shot, and that's what this year should be for. Let's get these young guys up here, and let's see what they can do, both uh, in the pitching staff and the young guys, specifically talking about Winker and Peraza and, and Herrera. 
in the lineup. Right. So, yeah, I'm all for it. It did surprise me, uh, but uh, I think it's fantastic. Now, when I heard the news, I thought, well, that that's probably going to be the only – I'm sorry for doing this – the only rookie in the, oh, in the oh. rotation. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, awful. That's terrible. Well, hey, we're, we're going to be – yeah, <laughs> this, this is what we're going to be doing all year long. All year long. It's going to be awful, just insufferable. But yeah. um, <laughs> but come to find out later in the day, Amir Garrett – is it yeah. in the rotation it's too? And the that, other, the other young pitcher, yeah, yeah, and really. Su- that surprised me. Once I heard about rookie, I thought, well, they're going to give the other starting spots to uh, Bronson Arroyo. I really thought, and, and as it turns mm-hmm. out, they are going to give him a starting spot. But I thought Cody Reed probably had the inside track on that other one. If Garrett didn't get it, because I figured they'd try to, you know, massage the the service time with Garrett and send him down for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I. I was kind of in the same boat as you there. I was a little bit less surprised with Garrett than I was with, you know, Ricky Davis. But, you know, I think Garrett, the, the difference with him is that, you know, he service time issues might not be as much of a concern because he's older. Because yes. he, you know, would, did his, played basketball for a while. So, you know, he started in the low minors late and kind of came up late. So... Yeah, I think he Garrett's what twenty five now. So, I think, yeah, yes. He'll, he'll be, you know, he'll be fairly old compared to the rest of his pitching staff. So, you know, I think it it was maybe less of a concern for him. I I don't think that that would have, um, you know, really forced the Reds' hand like it would have. Like it it might have for a guy like Sal Romano, who you know maybe maybe that influenced his decision to right to maybe get, yeah. get another year of control for him but yeah i i yeah i i really i was really hoping that they would uh give garrett the shot and i'm glad that i'm glad to see it well me too for a couple of reasons first of all in terms of the service time they could still send him down for a two or three starts later in the year or something and still get that threshold right. for getting that extra year i mean it's not a guarantee that they're gonna that they're giving up on that but to me garrett is i think He's got the highest ceiling of this group, and, and I think mm-hmm. he's major league ready. I mean, I really, you know, you yeah. think, uh, someone uh, mentioned on Twitter today that it kind of reminds him of uh, Johnny Cueto when he was first brought up when everybody was like, oh, are you pushing him a little bit? No, I mean, maybe pushing just a tiny bit, but this guy's 25. Uh, it's, yeah. it's time to get him here. Uh, he's had uh, performances in AA and AAA where he just blew hitters away. Um, inconsistent, as young pitchers often are, but he's just right. – I think he's liable to have sometime in the first couple of months a start where he goes eight innings and strikes out eleven guys and just blows <laughs> all of our minds. Uh, right. and he's also like, uh, you know, likely there'll be a, a start where he gives up eight runs, you know, and, right in in two thirds of an inning right. and gets and just is completely yeah. So that's, that's what young pitchers do, we, right? But it's yeah, better that he's doing that at the big league level and adjusting that way as opposed to you know marinating in AAA for that opportunity later on in the season. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally agree, in agreement with you. And I'm going to tell people all year, and it's I don't mean to compare Amir Garrett to Greg Maddox, but everybody needs to go look at what Greg Maddox did his first two years in the big leagues, okay? Right. Young pitchers struggle. It doesn't mean that – and that's what I said about Cody Reed last year. Uh, you know, come on. And Robert Stevenson, come on. G- give him some time. And now – when when you hear rookie Davis, Amir Garrett, and looks like a Bronson Arroyo is going to get that fifth uh, spot in the rotation, yeah. The, the first thing yeah. you th- think, to, first thing I would think is, well, Cody Reed and Robert Stevenson, they're uh, you know shut out. But no, they're going to be in the bullpen. Looks like, and right? That really that really does surprise me. Yeah, I 
I don't know what to think of. I, I think their situations are similar and different, kind of at the same at the same time. You know, I think that um, you know Stevenson kind of had the yips, for lack of a better term, when he was up, and I think that you know the bullpen is probably a better a better fit for him just until he kind of gets comfortable facing major league hitters and is able to kind of control his emotions on the mound, you know, because from what we saw of him last year, he would have, you know, he'd have a bad, bad inning and then it would just kind of snowball into, you know, a couple bad innings as opposed to you know, really just being able to hunker down, you know, have a short memory and get, get on to the next one. So, you know, Reed surprises me a lot more. I think I, I would have expected him to be in the rotation, but I'm, yeah, I would have thought him over Ricky think? Davis. I, you know, yeah. If you're if you tell me these four guys are going to be in, in the in, on the opening day roster, two of them starting, two of them relieving, I would have guessed Reed and Garrett are your starters, and mm-hmm. uh, and Davis and Stevenson in the bullpen. Um, and again, that's just me speculating. I, I'm I'm sort of of two minds here. I know a lot of people sort of freaked out about the fact that Stevenson and Reed are in the bullpen, and, and I, I I need to say that I think that in general. I think it can be a good idea, and I think mm-hmm. all the way back to Earl Weaver, you know, and even Sparky uh, with the Don Gullett and uh, some guys, um, Gary Nolan. But I think it can be a good idea to get some of these young guys in the bullpen, get them some major league experience, let them learn to get major league hitters out, mm-hmm. and uh, and learn what it's like to be a, a big leaguer. Uh, yeah, and, and for sure. So I so I don't mind it in that instance, but then I all I start getting these flashbacks of. Eraldus Chapman and Rizzo Iglesias <laughs> and Michael Lorenz and guys Lorenzen, that I thought yeah. should get a chance to start. Even Lorenz should be starting this year. Um, and then I think, oh no, are they going to? And I, I'm, I'm not going to get cynical. I'm not going to believe they're out there to stay because I really don't think they are. But um, uh, yeah, I don't. Know. Should, should I be more worried about that? Yeah, I, I, I hope not. I hope that those days are you know left with. With Jockety, but, yes, yes. you know, I, I think, you know, a good comparison that I saw today was um, talking about how the Cardinals develop pitching. And, you know, when you look at, you know, as much as there are, you know, hated rivals and all that, you, you, you look at the way that the Cardinals have developed pitchers the last couple of seasons, and you have a guy like Carlos Martinez, who's, you started out in the bullpen. Alex Reyes spent a lot of last year in the bullpen. You know, so they've they've got they bring these guys up, throw them in the bullpen for a while until they kind of get their legs, and then um, yeah, unleash them into the rotation, and they they become superstars. So yeah, it can yeah, work. It, it can yeah, actually I, work. I think there's there's a recent uh, track record of success with that with that strategy, and so I'm I'm hoping that that's what they have in mind for it, as opposed to. As you said, Russell Iglesias and Michael Lorenzen, and yeah, that yeah. could, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it absolutely can work. There's no question in my mind. And, and if the Reds are going to sort of approach the strategy that way, I think it's great. Let's get these guys some innings. And rather than having them in AAA, I'd rather have them in the Major League bullpen, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think there is something to be said for the fact that we have a new regime in place here. Dick Williams is in charge, and, and it's not fair to tarnish his uh, uh, reputation with some decisions we disagreed with in the past. 
Right. On the other hand, <laughs> you know, we do still have Michael Lorenzen. I mean, I understand Iglesias with the shoulder issues, but we do still have Lorenzen who has said, who said late last year even, as late as uh, last September, I think, that he wanted to be a starter. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you've got him, not, no, no hint that he's even uh, ever going to get a chance. And so, I don't know. I, I'm, I know I shouldn't be uh, as gun shy as I am because I think if if it's just a, a stepping stone to get them in the rotation at some point, or at least seeing if they can be to the ro- in the rotation, good. I worry about them having some success early, and then oops, all of a sudden it's Michael Lorenzen 2.0. Right. Well, and I, I think the the biggest difference between this year and years past is that you know b- because that they're going with such inexperienced guys in Garrett and Davis. You know, I think they'll have a lot shorter leashes on those guys as far as, you know, hey, if if they if Ricky Davis comes up and he has a couple of three inning starts, you know, it's easy to just swap him with Stevenson or Reed or even Lorenzen if you know it it comes to that at some point. So, you know, I think that it's a lot more fluid of a situation. You know, the way that we're you know we're talking about the the five starters now. You know, two weeks from now those guys might not be the rotation anymore. So, yeah, I think there's there's always, with with a young team like this, there's always so many moving parts that, you know, it's going to be hard to keep them, keep straight who's in the rotation here yeah, before from, long. Even from, yeah, from week to week it could, it could change. And, yeah. and another difference that I do feel compelled to, to, to bring up is that, Yes, uh, Stevenson and Reed are going to be in this bullpen, but it's a different bullpen than the bullpen that uh, Iglesias and Lorenzen were asked to go down to. There were nobody mm-hmm. else down there but, uh, in that right. bullpen, and they really <laughs> needed relievers. This year, you hope Storin, I mean, his velocity's down. You hope he's going to be okay. You hope Iglesias will be back soon. Uh, and then with Lorenzen down there, I mean, you, you know, it's not like Reed and Stevenson are going to be counted on, uh, in, you know, to close out right. games or in necessarily uh, always in a high leverage situation. So it could be a good place to get them get their feet wet. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I like this a lot more than I think other other people have been kind of talking about. Well, if I wasn't worried about them just getting <laughs> stuck down there, then I, right. I, I would love it. Yeah, so. on, on, yeah on paper, without without uh, the the track record of the Reds recently, right. I, I can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> Objectively, you, it's a good move. It is. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Now, uh, Barrett Aston, Wandy Peralta got the last two spots in the bullpen, and, and I would not be surprised if both of those guys, maybe it'll be somebody else, but if both those guys uh, were in AAA when Iglesias is ready, and then when Bronson Arroyo comes to make his, his yeah uh, his first start on the eighth or whatever date that he's uh, scheduled to start. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I would agree with that too. Yeah, I think it's probably one of those two guys. Uh, and, well, let's just, you know, before we wrap up here, because we did want to keep this uh, fairly tight, um, yeah. I, I've got to get your opinion on uh, my guy, Bronson Arroyo. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, so I was going to – this was going to be the last thing I brought up too, so I'm glad you and I are on the same page here. Yeah. How crazy is it that Bronson Arroyo <laughs> is going to be starting for the Cincinnati Reds in 2017? Who would have thought? Not pitched since 2014. <laughs> Uh, already a Reds Hall of Famer, just based on his yeah. Reds career, in my opinion. And, yeah, sure. uh, you know, c- comes out of nowhere. And, you know, okay, th- we can discuss the merits of it, and, and I'm happy to do that, and I understand the objections to it. But, 
I don't know. It's a fun story to me. Uh, he 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 could be, you know, this. He may get two starts, and that's all we have of him. You know, let's, right? Let's not get too upset about him taking yeah, somebody else's spot. But yeah, we'll we'll see if he ends up staying there for the whole season before we start to get nervous about it. But yeah, for now, I'm yeah. I think we should enjoy it, and you know, hey, it's it, this is a fun fun situation, right? Who who doesn't love Bronson Arroyo? Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, uh, and he's going to be great in that clubhouse that doesn't really have anyone close to his age in the clubhouse. So, you know, in mentoring these young pitchers, like, I, I'm really excited to see what, what he can bring just to the mentality of, you know, turning some of these hard throwers that the Reds have into pitchers. You know, yeah. I, yeah. We, we got four, four really young guys down there now. Uh, that are really going to be getting their first shot, first real extended shot at the big leagues. We can just debate how much the mentoring, you know, how much effect that can have. It's got to help, I would think. And I think it also mm. helps a guy like uh, Roselli Glacius to me. I've, uh, my, uh, I say it all the time on our podcast. Um, I, I call Roselli Glacius Bronson Royal with stuff. I mean, he he does the, sort of some <laughs> of the similar things that Arroyo did, changing speeds, changing arm angles. But he's got actual, he, he's actually a yeah. legit, he, legit pitcher. But some, you gotta think there's things he could learn from Bronson oh, yeah. Royal, the, the ultimate sort of soft tosser, but uh, also the ultimate craftsman in some ways. Yeah, I think, and I think exactly. I think he'll bring a lot of that kind of changing arm angles, and you know having changing his delivery in between pitches like like Bronson can do yeah I, th- I think it'll be it'll be fun to watch it, I think it'll be fun to watch you know major leaguers try to hit his 80 <laughs> 83 mile an hour fastball <laughs> so. can, can, can you call it a fastball <laughs> uh, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but even guys like Cody Reed uh, the, and, and Amir Garrett, the sort of hard throwers mm-hmm. just the fact that Arroyo has to think so much to get hitters out if he can yeah. impart any of that knowledge, uh, we're ahead of the game if we keep him for a little while. I, I totally agree. And I, I think that, you know, a lot of the criticism that people have been given that move is that, you know, they're, they're taking innings away from these younger pitchers. And I know Bronson himself has said that, you know, he's going to try and hit 200 innings this year, which we'll, we'll <laughs> see about that. But, um, yeah, I think that, you know, when it, when it comes to what the Reds need to start the season – you know, they don't need guys that are going to – they don't need four guys in a row who are going to give you three innings to start. They need they need one or two guys that, you know, can be the stopper in the rotation, especially if there's a, a skid with the starting pitching, which, you know, with this young rotation, that's it's almost a given that it's going to happen at times this year. You know, you need a guy who can go out there and say, hey – I don't have my best stuff today, but I'm going to give you six innings yep. no matter what. I might give up five or six runs. That's, but hey, you you gave the rest of the bullpen a rest, and that's you know you need a guy like that. You and really the staff until Anthony DiSclafani gets back, the staff doesn't really have that guy right now. And, so. and right, and when DiSclafani and uh, Homer Bailey, if, if Homer Bailey ever returns, but when they yeah. when they come back, I mean Arroyo's gone probably. I know he wants to throw two hundred yeah. innings and. You know, God bless him. You know, I'm rooting for Bronson Arroyo, but he he's going to be gone then, more than likely, if not sooner, if one of these other guys uh, push in. So let's, I, I get I get the argument, but I'm going to wait to start getting distressed about the fact that Bronson yeah. Arroyo is taking up innings. I guess because there there is some upside there that he could help the team. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I think if he if he comes out this year like kind of like Alfredo Simon did, uh, you know, last year right. where you know he has a couple of just terrible starts in a row. He puts together four four three inning starts in a row where he's given up seven, eight, nine runs, and you're just like, well, okay, yeah, that's that's enough, Bronson. Well, but, yeah, <laughs> and, and and when someone mentions Alfredo Simon, that's as good a spot as any to. To, yeah, to stop talking. That's about where we should wrap it up, right? <laughs> that's right. Uh, any other thoughts, uh, BK, before we, before we do wrap it up here? Uh, no, man. I, I, I'm excited uh, to see where this goes and uh, excited for the season to start. Ah, it's baseball, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's back. Yeah, it's back. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be, be fun one way or the other. Uh, I, hope it's, I hope it's really fun, but we'll see. Right, exactly. All right. <laughs> hey, this was fun. We're going to get together and do yeah, more of these sure. uh, Red Reporter, Red Lake yeah, Nation podcasts. There's more collaborations to come, so stay tuned for that. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. BK, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Chad. All right. Yeah. Talk to you guys. Fun. Talk to you guys later. See.